recording. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. As always, it is your host, Dave Neal, coming to you with my co-host, Tasha Murray Courtney. I love how you like to start every podcast with just like how annoyed you are at me. Like before you press record, every time we start a podcast, it's you acting so <laughs> exasperated. Well, here's what like happens. I haven't been actively Listen, getting ready to get on this podcast for the past 10 minutes. Every guy that's got a significant other knows what I'm talking about when I say, <laughs> I asked you eight times if you were ready. And then I said, I'm getting there. I'm and then I, I got to do this. And I kept you up to date <laughs> on what needed to be done and what was currently being done. But then I, I get up. I had date. two of the three cameras recording when you said, Hey, babe, can you take the screw out of this seat? So, folks, we, we were... Literally, how many times ha- has the screw stabbed me in the foot or the leg? Listen, we got this new Rodecaster Pro. It doesn't come with the mode where I can turn the shriek off of your voice. So, I'm just asking you kindly to de-shriek the fucking energy, please. That's coming from me. Uh, honey, I love that we've renovated our home. I love that we have an audience that cares enough to listen to our meanderings. I'm sorry that the chairs we got off of Craigslist have a screw going through them. So every time you sit down, you get the uh, sharp end of a screw into your left ass cheek. I'm sorry about that. We have removed the screw after several weeks of complaining <laughs> about it. And we're ready to move and forward with life. it took 10 seconds. It took 10 seconds, right. but it also took, it also took me having two of the three cameras, uh, in record mode for you to you know, I'm ask not asking for that for much. When I say, I just want you to anticipate my needs. I'm going to anticipate. I don't have to ask. I, here's what I appreciate about you. You've started complimenting me for the renovations I've been doing. I screwed uh, together the dog's gate, which you noticed. Oh, nothing turns me on. Like seeing you with some tools. Yeah, I don't know. Why do you say I don't know? Well, because you, there's, but it then it makes me happy when you just take initiative and fix things. The problem is, is if I don't do it right, then you're. It's like whatever energy you can yeah, compliment me with. Honey. You c- hold on. Whatever energy. This is a Newton's law, folks. Whatever energy you can compliment me with, you possess the same energy to shit on whatever I just did. Like that baseboard painting. Like that baseboard painting. Listen. I've <laughs> you'd make a great you'd make a great manager that everyone hates but you'd be you're like Bill Belichick right you have the ability because he you know he is the coach and general manager of the greatest franchise of all time the New England Patriots and he has the ability to critique the greatest players of all time I want to see you live up to your full potential My, that's what I want and and I want to see things done well I don't want to see things done half-assed just because I ask you to do it. You just like well, we've do it learned willy-nilly. From our- I want to see you exceed expectations. I want to see you do things like perfectly. I want to see zero flaws. I want to see that you put love and tenderness and care into the things that I ask you. Well, to. I do that with this podcast when I'm sound engineering. This is not my thing. So you want me to take I care to of take your the shit the way I love that you put into this podcast and put into things that are important to me. That's gonna be tough to do. That's gonna be tough to do because your stuff doesn't require golden audio and frequencies. Okay, let's just get right into it here. Uh, it's been a great week. Uh, I, I do feel like uh, we are living in Groundhog's Day um, because we just keep doing the podcast and we keep uh, not having any guests on. <laughs> We're just still doing this podcast. And uh, we just got a nice compliment from our friend Christian who said he loves our dynamic and everything we're working through. And I worry. I go, okay. I, I pre- By the way, is my shirt on backward? Got backward shirt energy. It's kind of cuffing at my... Moving on. So we've um, we've got the, the to balance working on our relationship without beleaguering our audience with our bullshit. 
Did I use proper terminology there? I don't want to beleaguer our audience with our bullshit. I want them to enjoy the process of frank conversation amongst two completely different personality types. You know, we have learned through many different tests, whether it be, you know, our love language or the Enneagram or whatever it is, that we're just different humans. We value different things. I want to go out there and bring home the bacon and you want to stay in here and tell me that I didn't paint the baseboards right. We're different humans. And it's important that we just value our different uh, things that, that make us happy. Any, do you have anything to say about that? Or should um, I keep on talking? Because I got 95 more just, minutes. Babe, you're meandering. You have 95. How about 55? Sure. Uh, what's the point you're trying to make here? The point is, is that we, that that is a delicate place we walk in not just criticizing each other, but growing. I think we do a good job. I think we've been very self-reflective. I'm enjoying this time with just the two of us on the podcast. You and I, just the two of us. You and I. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. No, thanks. You and I. Okay, so now that we've lost all of you, um, how are you going to feel when I got to go back to like doing stand-up? Because that was what one of the bigger challenges we face is me kind of like creating the time to give you when that's not in my skill set. Do you know what I mean? Well, you say when that's not in my skill set, but I think what you really mean, even though you don't want to say it, is that it's not a priority for you. It's not a priority for you to put in time on our relationship. Well, because this putting in time, because and, and, and again, we're learning a lot about ourselves. Putting in time with the relationship doesn't always equate to to reaching the success I am after. So I have to I have to sort of always look at the cost benefit analysis. Taking me back to business school, I got to look at the cost benefit analysis of how much time can we spend together. You know, and let's relate this back to the show we've been watching. We've been watching this show called Alone. It's on the History Channel, six seasons. The seventh season's actually coming out this month, apparently. And wh- what it is, guys, stick stick with me now, is they send 10 different contestants to some remote location, whether it's deep in the woods in uh, Mongolia or um, Patagonia, uh, Vict- uh, Vancouver Island. They send you to these hard-off places with only 10, 10 tools. You're all by yourself with a couple cameras, and whoever gets to, whoever survives the longest by themselves wins half a million dollars. It's as easy as that. It's a fucking awesome show to watch. But what we're learning is there's a lot of people on the show that are like, oh, I got to get home to be with my family. And then they end up quitting because of the guilt that they're away from their family. Whereas uh, the way to relate it back, it's like, well, the time spent with your family means you're not going to win the half a million dollars that would go good for your family. So there's the cost benefit analysis of saying, what's more important, being there for my daughter's one-year-old birthday or winning $500,000 that will then be invested in my daughter's education. You know what I mean? So So for me, it's like the cost benefit analysis of if I stay home with you, and again, I'm not saying you're asking me to do this, but if I stay home with you every night to give you quality time, I will not get good at standup. I will, oh no, no, hold on, hold on. Cause I, cause again, I, I understand you're not asking me this and I understand this is an exaggeration, but for every extra night I'm home being quote unquote lazy in my own mind, because I'm not pursuing standup, that's time spent away from getting better at the thing that's going to end up paying me money to, to, you know, provide for you. So I have to worry. I have to wonder, okay, how can I, um, spend as much time pursuing my creative goals, as much time pursu- give, giving you and prioritizing our time together. But you know what I've left out in this whole thing? My own mental health. And that's the problem I had in the past is that I was giving, I was, I was working 50 hours a week, Uber, getting up at 5 a.m. Next thing, like working till I couldn't even see straight, trying to get better at stand up. And then, and I know, and I understand you were getting the shittiest version of me. I want to give you the best version of me, the version that's excited for our date nights. But well, your whole argument is flawed because you're acting like it's an either or, like it's a one or the other, like those things can't coexist with just a little bit of time management. Like those things can coexist, but you don't need to be out doing stand up all night long every single night. You right. can dedicate 
these nights of the week to doing stand up or to making content or whatever it is. You can dedicate these hours of the day to things that provide a paycheck. You can dedicate these nights of the week to quality time. Yeah, and that's something and that's something we've learned and I know that by us discussing it there's people listening that are that are having to come with those same discussions because you don't want to be the guy who's like, "Oh, my chick wants me to hang out with her." And then you're so resentful because I can't, I can't imagine and again, it's it's not a gender issue, it can go either way depending on what your love language is, but how many people that are out there that just resent hanging out with their loved one because it's like all they do is work and then serve someone else. They're like, like, uh, you know, like, uh, every, like take, you know, take my, my, my brother-in-law, right? Chase, my sister, she'll, you know, the second Sean, the the second he's not working, she's got him doing all these tasks and chores. And it's like, does this guy get a second off? And again, she's a mom of four. So it gets, it gets tricky. And yesterday, Tasha, we had a day where we literally, did nothing all day but watch that TV show alone, and it was amazing. And I was yeah, but we checked in with each other and said, "Are we okay? We're yeah, it was doing good. This all day, yeah. Like we know that there's stuff that we want to get done around the house. I know I have responsibilities that I've been putting off for ages, but like, you know, we checked in with each other. We decided this is this is how we want to spend our day. It was we great. Want to spend our day together doing nothing. It's like when you watch Netflix and it goes, "Are you still?" watching this like we would just look at each other and go are we still watching this and it was like yeah we are and we watched it from 10 a.m to midnight with the, got out our chips some and tacos <laughs> let me tell you something guys you want to see a lady with a purpose look at tasha with her layer dip she had four different dips you had all the dips you went to a farmer's market and just bought a bunch of dip. You had hot dips, spicy dips, green uh, dips. You were the you were the Bubba Gump shrimp of dips, and you stayed on that couch and you watched that same TV show for several. We watched seasons three through five, and now we're you know slightly through season six. And uh, I'll be honest with you guys, I think I know how to shoot and kill a moose at this point. I'm pretty sure I can whittle a spoon out of a pine tree. That's like me today. I was watching a TikTok, a self-defense TikTok, and I was doing the moves. I was trying to get some muscle memory. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can defend myself against a chokehold now. I watched the, t- the are, are TikTok. Are we delusional or is this the way society is going? No, 100% we're delusional. Well, you said I don't. You, you said you didn't think I could survive. Oh, I still out in, don't and, think and you my and my response to that was you have zero of the skills required for surviving. You would literally have to take like a six month intensive course on like survival skills, outdoorsman skills. You are not a you hunter. So you don't know how to use a bow and hour arrow. <laughs> you don't know how to start a fire. You don't know how to skin an animal. You don't know how to gut an animal. You don't know which parts are allowed to be eaten, which parts are not allowed to be eaten. But I'm gonna you don't run know the, anything about edible plants. I'm going to be the you first contestant to have a podcast in the woods. <laughs> you, would, you would die within five days. Let me tell you something. You would press that get me out of here button. You'd be so cold. You don't know how to build a shelter. Let me tell you something. Let me let me rebut that uh, those accusations you've made. Uh, I have the greatest virtue you need to win those shows: tenacity. Okay. Now let me tell you something about oh, wrong one. Let me tell you something about tenacity. Okay. When it's day ninety nine, and I'm down to one hundred and twelve pounds, and all I've got left is a couple of Oreos that I foraged from an empty camp I won't press the button I will continue on for weeks on end because I have a relentless ability to pursue a goal you can't even say no to a third cookie which will help me put on weight for the thing listen I understand I understand what you're saying but my my whole whole response was did I or did I not learn how to make a very complicated layer cake and uh, and I and I argue that making a very complicated layered birthday cake that I made you and I won the competition between the two of us. I'm not rubbing it in. I'm just using it as a sample for the fact that do you not think I could learn how to use a machete to build a um to build a shelter? That's all it is. But you following don't have directions. a library. You don't have YouTube in the wilderness, Dave. If you don't go into that situation with the knowledge ahead of time, you're completely screwed. Okay, well, Would you have known what plants you can make into like herbal medicine to put on your spider bite? No, you would have no freaking idea. Let me let me ask you this. When was the last time I went to the doctor? 
That's exactly. That, so I don't need that a, is not a check mark. Let me ask you this. When was the last time I broke an ankle? I mean, I'm pretty durable out there. I drank my milk. I got thick bones. For a thick boy over here. I'm telling you this. Are you asking me to, to submit a tape for the competition? Could you, you deal with me? You wouldn't even get to the final selection you, process. They would take one look at your tape and laugh at you and throw it away. Here's the best part of the show. The best part of the show is... The people who are applying for this show now are trained survivalists. People who have literally been learning this stuff and doing this, this honey, stuff they're their putting whole a, lives. They're putting a cricket on a hook and trying to fish. I don't think they've got any advantage over me. Do you know how to wrap a stick to make a proper fishing pole? I will by day four. Let me tell you that. No, I will by here, here's here's where they would lose me. So some of these every every season there's different things. You know, one season oh, I don't want to say who won or who didn't. I don't want to spoil it for people. But the the winners were people that literally just had to eat like leeches for like four weeks. <laughs> like they ran out of food. So the whole point is, look, I'll. Would you be okay if I went on it? If I went on it, you didn't. You you, you think it, I would only be a few days, so it wouldn't be a problem for you. I'm just saying, what's the point? Here's because what you do. Because you literally have no chance. And you and I were talking about the people who become winners, like having the mindset and having the support of their spouses and their spouses tell them before they leave, I know you can do it. I have so much faith in you. You can do it. You have my permission to stay out there for the next six months to a year. I know you've got this. And what do you think? You haven't got a shot. <laughs> well, that's the energy that's going to make me win. Because you're going to be wanting Listen, to honey, prove me I got wrong. puffy nipples and plenty of fat storage happening right now, okay? I could easily, if they give you about a month's notice, like, oh, you've been picked or whatever. In that month's time, I'll gain 45 pounds, which you're going to need because I'm not going to be able to fish. You've got I no problem doing that, but will you learn all the things you need to learn? A month's notice is not enough time to Here's, learn all the things you need to learn. Yeah, you learn you it. don't learn just by reading a book from the library. You learn by doing and practicing. Lots of plants look alike. Listen, TikTok black belt. I've been watching the show and I understand how to make a dead man's fall, okay? I understand these terms. You have no clue. <laughs> we were looking at this trap the other day, watching it on TV. You said, I have no idea how that works. First I of all, starting, like a, starting a fire couldn't be easier. Easiest thing in the world. Okay, because yeah, they give you the little the little filament. They don't give you. You choose to have that as one of your ten right. items. Right, and only so one guy in the only one guy in the history of the show didn't choose what it. What ten items would you? Bring? I'd get. I would. I would have one of them would be the sleeping bag, and a second would be a tarp. Uh, I'd get the fishing setup. I would get um, that whatever What's knife. The fishing setup. The fishing setup is like it, it comes with like twenty five hooks and a bunch of fishing line. Okay. It doesn't come with both of those things. Yeah, no, that's I looked this up, honey. I am ready to submit to the show. I am a wilderness man. Okay. I'm gonna take what I've learned surviving in Hispanic neighborhoods You're for fifteen me years. That line and hooks is not two separate items. Why would they give you line? No, it's the same item. It comes. It's it comes in a fishing pack. Trust me. I looked it up. That's one of the items that I mentioned. Everyone chooses sleeping bag. These are the these are like everyone chooses tarp everyone chooses a sleeping bag all right so we have i'm a, choosing a court a, uh, a pot you get a pot it comes with a pot that How, start over because i think you messed up your count oh, honey we don't need to go over we all do. 10 we do because i want to know how long you're gonna last according to your i'm 10 getting items. a net a bow and arrow okay that's it and your knife that's it that's all you need you <laughs> did not count to 10 so I have extra things I could get. And then you get some rations or whatever. Look, look, I need to Google which herbs I can eat. I need to Google what dandelion leaves look like. Okay, I, yeah, I understand. I don't know those things. But you're negating the fact you that I have survived. You trap. Survived <laughs> in 2020 when you just go to Trader Joe's. It says a straight white male surviving in this in this world. I have, I have total, look. Should I, do you want me to submit to, uh, this will be my submission tape. I think, here, here's the thing, folks, here's the deal. The show's got all people from Alaska and Maine. Like, I get it. I'm from Rhode Island. I'm a New Englander. I know what a cold, wet weather is. I know, I, I can be a little chilly out there. But the show has, doesn't have any city slickers. They need a city slicker like myself on the show to have a little, to like show them something different than just flannel and, and beard. I'm going to go on the show. And, and so here's the deal with the show. They, they give you like this big 60 pound case of like batteries and all the supplies you need to film it because you have to film it yourself. And they give you three or four different cameras, a GoPro. Let me tell you something, Tasha. The fucking 
filmography that they're going to get from me is going to be classic. I'm going to be doing stand-up sketches. I'm going to the same with whatever what every other wackadoodle person. Yeah, but I'm funny. Doing their little bit. I'm going to be talking about like I'm constipated from eating all these from you know the berries and you know I'm fighting off uh, mountain lions. It's a whole thing, folks. Anyway, uh so yeah, I'm a survival. I'm a survivor. Um I'm a destiny child. That's what I am. And uh do you think you would do okay on it? I have zero desire to do this show. Do I think I could handle myself if it was like really, truly necessary in our lives? If it was the end of the world, I think I'd do all right. But I've got no desire to go live in the cold and be wet and be freezing and be starving. Isn't it interesting that it's like the world has become so easy for so many reasons? Like... Your parents aren't going to let you starve. My parents aren't going to let me starve. There really isn't much. And this is probably why I like stand-up comedy because it is, you take away all the flashing lights and the amplified sound and all the bullshit. It is the simplest thing. I'm trying to be accepted by all of you. That's it. That's what all of my love languages and all the personality, you know, tests in the world say, Dave wants acceptance. Subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it, right? I just want acceptance. And I think... I also search for like that thing, that struggle. And that's what all humans want is struggle. And when you don't have struggle, like put it this way, if you were given challenges, I think people, you realize like how boring your life becomes without any challenges, without the chase of new learning and knowledge, without the, the chase of like new goals. Right. But there's nothing about me I have ego. I have ego in the sense that I'm saying I could do this show, but there's nothing about me that brings ego to the circumstances on the show because I have I have that the benefit of not knowing anything. So I go into it going, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Let's figure. I mean, because one of the one of the people that almost won the show was an accountant. So if that man can do it, I think I can. Okay, let's move on from that it. Man I agree to disagree. <laughs> I agree to disagree. Okay, I think I got it. Uh, Speaking of which, um, I wanted to read some emails we got from some folks. Uh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. You ready? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Do we want music for it? No, there's no good music for it. Let's just go into it. All right. This is an email that's going to be self-congratulatory, guys. So I apologize if um, if this is uh, indulgent this of me to read. This is nothing new for our listeners. But boy, do I need it. <laughs> um, let's. What do we want to call her? Look at her first name, Tasha, and give me a fake name for her. Give me a fake name. For this, not, that's not too close to that name. What do you want to call her? Franny. Franny. <laughs> okay. Franny. Her name's not Jan. It's Franny. All right. This is from Franny. <laughs> the shittiest name. That's Tasha's improv. Franny. She literally moved maybe one letter out of the way. Fran. And then she said it slowly so it wouldn't. Franny. All right. I hope we don't have any detectives out there. Uh, this is Franny. She said, Dear Tasha and Dave, I love this app. I stumbled across a YouTube video in which you discuss a swinging incident gone wrong in January and subsequently found your podcast. I'm a 32-year-old artist living in England. I won't say what town. I have many hours per day to listen to this app whilst I am painting in my studio. I look forward to you releasing a new episode every week. The more, the better, as I have a lot of time. Franny, first of all, I'm so glad someone found us through the YouTube. Every time someone finds us through a YouTube clip, that's just one more reason why I, we need to be posting this shit on YouTube because you don't know who's watching. We got Franny over there just trying to like look, you know, find, you know, she's trying to look for a swingers videos and then she stumbles on us fucking conservative, you know, Sally's. Okay. She said, the sap is a gift to the world. You are providing a lot of people with comfort and virtual company whilst producing hilarious and relatable content. Everyone loves gossiping and hearing diaristic elements from strangers' lives. This is why this app is so appealing. You both show a lot of empathy and curiosity to your guests, and I love the great sense of humor with which you discuss so many relevant topics. No wonder you will make it on the show alone as the winner. Oh, geez. <laughs> that, she didn't say the last part. It shows great generosity of spirit that you allow us to observe your private life, and it is the dynamic and nuances of your relationship that give the podcast its poetry, like a romantic novel unfolding in real time. Which is so funny to call this a romantic novel because 99% of our living is yelling at each other for not lighting a candle after we took a shit in our 500 square foot apartment. She said, I relate a lot to Tasha as I too am a bitch. I'm sorry, perfectionist. Um, 
All I have been so, um, and I have been so self-conscious about my artist's Instagram. I haven't posted for a year because I care so much about the quality of the content. It was good to hear you talk about the dangers of perfectionism and how not to be perfectionist to the point of self-sabotage. My shitty book is better than your non-existent book. Uh, but isn't that so great mm-hmm. that people relate to our talks about ruminating and the paralysis of perfection? And uh, here you are, Tasha, as a creative. I can't tell if you're about to cry or not. No, I'm not. I was just thinking, like, it's really sweet that she relates to those things, but also we're just regurgitating other smarter people's stuff when yeah, we talk about that. But that's uh, that's like when you read the map. You go, oh, I'm regurgitating a smarter person who made the map. Yeah. Now we're going to follow the map. You know, this is life's a roadmap. Cool. And so many people are afraid to look at the map. We have a growth mindset with our relationship, which I would argue we've needed to survive. You want to talk about surviving in our relationship. We have survived. And I would say thriving is synonymous with surviving because as long as you're surviving, you're living. And we have lived our asses off by studying, by Googling, why is my chick such a fucking asshole when we fight? Sometimes you got to Google that and then you find, you, you put yourself down a Reddit thread, you know, thread and you find out, well, maybe I'm the asshole. You know what I mean? You never know. Um, which I, every time we fight, I Google something like that. Why the fuck does my chick roll her eyes? Uh, okay, back to this. Um, I have been involved. Oh, here we go. This is where it gets meaty. I have been involved with a, by the way, she said she's 32, if anyone's doing the math here. I have been involved with a 66-year-old boyfriend for three years, so I love hearing all of your relationship advice. Maybe it would be good if you discussed age gap relationships. I would definitely have a lot of question of questions and topics. I'm not sure you have covered this yet, but I'm still working my way through 2019 episodes. Uh, it was very reassuring to go through quarantine with your consistent output of episodes. I loved hearing how you coped with it. Your tri- trials, she said trials, but trials and tribulations, your ways of staying positive and productive. I too have embarked on a massive spring clean and refurbishing of my studio. Keep putting out your wonderful contributions to the world. You never know uh, whom you are affecting or touching deeply. Uh, Dave, I really admire your work ethic and ambition, and I'm sure your relentless positivity will reap rewards. Tasha, I love your TikToks, particularly the dance routine ones. Please do more. You bring so much to the podcast, your intelligence and your and self-awareness, your humor and your beautiful voice. Best Franny. And then she uh, shared us a photo of her, which I can't show with the YouTube, of her studio. Because she's a she's an artist. To think that we have an artist in our presence, and I know we I know we have lots of creatives that listen because probably because we just um, talk nonstop about the plight, the plight of making it um, on your own terms and on terms that haven't been. Uh, you know, we we talk about roadmaps. There aren't many roadmaps for what we are. And there, and there's a lot of people willing to talk about the failures of um, letting the ego get in the way of uh, of your relationships, and you know, like we talked about before, balancing the drive and also the commitment to each other. But um, isn't that a special email we got? Yeah, that's really sweet. We do get a lot of sweet ones, and they seem to come at the right time. And I like to think of some of these listeners as our little guardian angels, because you know, without that North Star, we're just fucking hitting the red record button. And I can't tell. Like I, th- I think I mentioned this on the Patreon, which I've been getting super personal. And like I'm not, uh, I'm not talking about quitting the podcast, but it's one of those things. Like I've never, I've never been suicidal, but I've thought about what it would be like to kill myself. Do you know what I mean? I've walked along the bridge and looked over and go, what would that be like to jump? But I've never felt the urge to do it. And I think, and maybe that's just the comic in me that's like you willing to talk about these dark. imagination. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I have been like, you know what is the, like we talk about cost benefit analysis. We do this every week. Has this been beneficial? Some weeks I go, no. Some weeks it's a pain in the ass and it feels like homework. And, but I, I never feel that way when we're it's recording. When you don't see rewards. Right away. And I think that uh, emails and listener outreach really um, feels like a reward to us. It's nice to know that people are listening, that people like what we're doing, because, you know, you look at the iTunes um, pages where they show like new and noteworthy podcasts and you see podcasts that have just come out that have only done four episodes or not anything like extra special. And you feel 
a little bummed. You feel a little bummed to see like an, an influencer start a new podcast and you're like, man, we've been trucking. We've been working at this for six years and we've not really seen like any big payoff. It's- That's a funny way to put it too, because yeah, I would say this, like, let's be, let's be honest, right? We both, and again, according to our downloads, we're a top 15% podcast and same thing with my YouTube. It's a top because there's so many that kind of are below you know, that just gets 10 downloads a month. So it's, it is successful, but we but both, we're not but making we both, enough money to live off the podcast. Well, like, just like I'm not making enough money off my Instagram to live. So let's, let's, so, but it's, it's interesting. We both feel that way and we could probably uh, read, read it, read more about these feelings, but we both feel like failures. <laughs> I feel that way when there's comics 15 years younger than me that have a big following or took off on one app. And so like, it's very, it's very tough to stay in your own lane when what both you and I do is so built upon stats. I love stats, but like the other day you caught me looking at my YouTube studio, which is an app on the phone that tells you you new subscribers and three P I posted a fucking video. So we get Franny who get, who sees who, who learns about a story YouTube video. So then I post the one of us talking about Tinder last episode and then I lose three followers. So you go, God, God damn it. You know what yeah, I mean? It's tough when you're like really, when you're, well, just like we talk about with perfectionism, when you're really putting your heart and soul into the stuff that you're producing, the content that you're creating, and you feel like it deserves to be seen, deserves to do well, and it gets three fucking views on TikTok. It feels, it feels bum. It, uh, it bumps It's you something out. we it both, sucks. it's probably the one thing there's a lot of positives you and I can relate about, like feel like feeling wise, but it's a one negative that we can, uh, you know, misery loves company. And we, we both understand that feeling when something doesn't perform the way we're supposed or to, because when you know that like a, the marketing managers are looking at your page and your content. And even though your content is well-produced and well thought out, yeah. like you don't have the numbers to back it up, you know, whatever it it's is. The it's the reason why when I was single, I always felt like I did better dating in person than online. Cause I was like, anyone can fucking twist their torso to have a good photo, but you talk to them, they might be a slime ball. So I just always felt like I, like I was better in the room than whatever. The same thing with a resume. My first job I got out of college is because I snuck my way up to the 33rd floor of the building by following someone who had an access pass because I knew they wouldn't find my resume if I just emailed it. And I was right. And I got the job and it was a good excuse of the brick wall not being there to keep people out, but to show you how bad you want something. So we don't get to see this invisible brick wall that keeps our podcast from being from rising the ranks organically. There's too many factors that are stopping from the organic process that I think successful people tell you is the way to do it. And I think because of that, it's forcing us to try bigger and bolder things. So I'm not upset. I'm just being honest with people. When I say we both know what that failure feels like you've, you've experienced that with your Instagram where you'll post content that's meaningful to you and lose 700 followers. And it's like, where's the fucking reward for me sharing that love on the higher level. And it's one of those things. It's like, well, you know, maybe you built your followers through an inner inorganic way. So you're losing all the inorganic followers. You're losing all the people that were just there to check out well, the bum bum. Yeah. What you just said doesn't reflect what, what somebody who's just there to check out my bum bum, you know, it's like, <laughs> when you say bum bum, it sounds so <laughs> that, what say you, that again. Bum bum. Your bum bum. Um, no, but you're right. Or people that are just not there for like the whole me and my spiritual journey or my growth as an individual, somebody who came along because they liked bikini photos is not sticking around for like our relationship content or like me as an old millennial living an old millennial life. Oh, the millennial well it's, it's like with my bachelor recap videos i always say like look if someone wants just the x's and o's of what happened on this episode of the bachelor you're seeing the wrong guy because i'm dancing around what happened with my irreverent thoughts along the way and if i can't build a fan that way then you weren't going to come to my show anyway if i'm building a fan or someone on my youtube or even even this podcast if someone just wants to know how to get laid or they want like a real in-depth like love languages that's all we want to talk about is love languages and the very specifics of it well this ain't for you because this is more of the case study uh speaking out i wanted to read i was going to you know read this at the end cuz i wanted to wrap up on it but i wanted to read this that kind of fit into what we were talking about as an affirmation so here's the affirmation 
affirmation of the day, which I guess Tasha and I, you know, sometimes we know what we're going to talk about on the podcast and sometimes we don't, but I don't think we, we didn't, uh, agree that we're going to talk about our failures the whole episode. But um, I think it's important to be aware of when you think you're failing and um, and then maybe just release that feeling and keep on creating. Because when the success happens, it is going to come, uh, I believe, fast and, uh, and it's going to flow so organically like a river that it's not going to feel like we put any work into it. And it's important to know, it's kind of like this, talk about survivors. You, you know, when, when you stack a fire the right way, when you add the fibers to the bottom and put the kindling on and then stack a couple of logs on top, all it takes is that one spark. And then the thing lights up and you go, well, you lit that fire easily. Well, I fucking planned the shit out of that fire. I did everything that was needed to make that fire. So when I lit the spark, it ignited. Well, we, we're setting up that fire right now. Here's an affirmation I found today. I am magnet for what I need in my life. The abundance I seek is flowing smoothly to me. The love I want is aligning with me. The path I am on is clear and rewarding. I am being positioned to receive the blessings I desire. So that's it. We're just positioning ourselves to receive the blessings we desire. That's it. And again, and again, folks, uh, I hope, I hope talking about failure in this way doesn't come off as a negative energy because it's not, we're just, it's almost like in jest or in a funny way where we're kind of mentioning how funny it is, how, how, how catastrophically we have not succeeded in certain ways. Yet we get a message from somebody who, by the way, she sounds very smart and very nice in England, who's got her shit together as an artist. And she listens to us to pass the time while she creates. Now, um, Franny, I don't want any credit for your artwork, but one might say that Tasha and Dave are 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 are, are kind of our energy is kind of flowing through your brush a little bit there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Franny. Uh, unless if if you if you if you have any bad bad uh, artwork, you can just blame it on us. Maybe it was a shitty episode we had, and you just started painting off. You're like, oh, I don't have this. I'm not in the zone. But anyway, it's it's kind of cool to check from uh, our listeners, and we've got and, and by the way, so many supportive people have reached out through the last few weeks with all that's going on in Los Angeles and of course across the country and the world to ask how we're doing, which I think is really cool. So she was right when she said, you don't know who you're affecting. We don't know who we're talking to. I always bring up this, or I haven't brought it up in a while, but this example of this kid, I gave a speech in college. It was so weird. I just gave a speech. You know, I was an, I was an exiting senior in a fraternity and I gave this speech about kind of like, don't waste your time, enjoy it. And, um, a couple of years later, I guess one of the younger fraternity members who I wasn't friends with told me that he was like suicidal. And the, and again, I was just speaking my truth in that moment, but like, Hey, live your life. You know, don't waste it. You know, given this kind of like exiting from college last speech and, um, who, who knew it would have been so important to some, someone's ears, you know? Yeah. Who knew? I, uh, used to be much more like spiritually in touch. I really feel like I've lost a lot of that in these past few years. Like, I I don't know. I don't want to get into it, but, um, I really believe that like people will present themselves in your life when you need it most, or like you will, you'll get the answers that you need. What you need will come to you when you truly need it. And if you just have your, your, ears open and your eyes open and you're ready to receive those things, you'll find them. So the question I have for you is how do you look at houses on Redfin and not get discouraged when you see that it's out of your current price range? Like how do you, how do you shoot for the, that vision and have it sustainable? Because that's the, the way that you and I are different is that I, I know it's going to work out and you've got the like, well, it's not right now. Uh, I change my approach and I, and I change my dreams. You know, I I definitely feel like I'm much more of a realist than you are. Maybe that puts me in the category of like more being more of a pessimist. But for me, I, you know, I look at like our rate of savings, which I feel like is already very high. And historically in the past, you know, eight years, uh, the, um, rate that, in which home values increase around here 
drastically outpaces inflation and our rate of savings. Like we just can't save enough to catch up. Like, you know, it's like, oh, we can't afford a house this year, but you know, maybe next year, but next year the home values just go, you know, they, some, they're, they're some double guy with what, a, our, what our rate of savings is. A bag is. of cash goes and buys the house above market value so, anyway. you know, I, it's no secret that I've been really very discouraged by like our um, ability to be able to buy in Los Angeles. And for me, that has made me focus my goals and my wants for our future on having like a more mobile lifestyle or being able to work remotely. Uh, The podcast can be done from anywhere. Content creation can be done from anywhere. So I think it's perfectly reasonable for us to instead of having blinders on thinking that like our future can only exist in Los Angeles and and trucking in that way, which I kind of think that you being like more of an optimist, you just kind of assume that things will work out. And this goal that I want for myself of buying a home in LA will happen down the line somehow. For me, I am looking for other options. I'm looking right and left. So I'm thinking, well, hey, what are other places we might enjoy? Might we enjoy living in Montana? Is the cost of living low there? Would help my survival skills, that's for sure. Well, is that a lifestyle (laughs) that we would enjoy living in a more rural place, closer to the mountains, closer to hiking and exploring the kind of stuff that we like to do? Yeah, I think that could be a good fit. Okay, well then let me focus my energies on finding a way to step away from my current job, which requires that I live in Los Angeles and find a way to replace that income with something that can be done remotely. So for me, I'm looking at other options. Well, you know, and I hear all that and we've talked about this a lot and uh, it's part of our, it's part of our truth, honey, that we discuss these things. And yeah, the podcast can be done remotely and stand up is a gypsies game anyway. It's a, it's a get out there and travel game. I've learned throughout the last few years that you know, it used to be, uh, well, you do stand up for a couple of years, open mics, then you get in at the clubs and then you get on Letterman. And then it used to be a very, you know, there was a, there was a blueprint for how it used to work. And that's just not what it is today. Today, and this probably goes for a lot of other creative um, endeavors, but today is about owning your IP. It's about owning what it is that you do. And I think that we can create, I got, I got this nice thing that a guy said, I, I, I shared it with you. He called me that he called me, uh, Mr. Rogers meets Casey Neistat. And it was, <laughs> I don't know why you got Mr. Rogers vibe for me. And it was clearly a well-edited YouTube video where I wasn't trying to swear, but I don't, I don't think I've got that cardigan energy, but, um, the idea that I can see you rocking a cardigan. Well, you I know, think you can look sexy in a well, cardigan. Like, you know, I can, I can make a, I can make a lot of wardrobe work if you ask me. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you know, when I had, when Hollywood posers, our video series was, was, um, in full force before the pandemic shut down our production, you know, people were saying, Oh, I can't believe you only have X amount of subscribers. This feels like a, a giant hit. So there's all these things that I think I've put the feelers out that can be giant hits. I see our podcast being a place where, as we grow up and as we gain success and as I gain success, whether it's a YouTuber stand up, whatever it is, or, or say you took off, then, then the gatekeepers see us, want us to be a part of their network. And then our podcast guests are people that have got better stories and bigger names. And it's just all kind of works in a way that I'm not saying it becomes easier, but for sure, we have slothed through shit, and I don't even think realize the the level of foundation we've put into this. I was gonna mention this before, uh, but I just checked my screenshot. It was something that I saw on TikTok that was like six books that all millionaires have read or something, and I, I screenshot it because there was something that was like small. And of course, my screenshot, the the book title had already gone away. I just realized. But it said, hu- the synopsis is that huge results come from small decisions, right? And, and so like the, the work that you put in now, these small steps that you're taking every day are setting you up for big success down the road. Because you've, you've got to have like all of your ducks in a row yeah. when lightning strikes. 
here's what's going to happen. So, so you might not see the payoff right now as you're taking these baby steps on a daily basis, but eventually all of those steps lead you to the place where like the magic happens. This is why I like the YouTube over just the podcast in general, because if, if, um, if, uh, our, a threesome or thrinder episode with Jess Mulder, which is what Franny listened to, which is done okay online. It's probably got 1500 views. If that, that won't ever make us a dime as a podcast that wasn't monetized, nothing, but as a YouTube video, it's made three or four bucks. Now imagine all these old videos. It's like, it's like, it's like the harvesting season doesn't end. So we've got all this content that's monetized that's out there that I receive money from uh, in pennies as each one has got views. So it's I like how when you have one TikTok go viral, then it will start pushing other TikToks that you've created that sort of fall into that same category. Cause it's like, Oh, a lot of people liked this one thing that she made. Oh, I see in her history, she made six other videos that are a lot like that. Maybe people would like that too. And you go from getting no views on your videos that are just old and no one's watching to suddenly you have five videos yeah. that are getting thousands and thousands of views. And that's, and that's kind of what we've invested in, especially with the help of our our Patreon members. And, and again, for, for our listeners, I don't think this is the type of episode where you, uh, you cherry pick a bunch of genius things we've said. Like it's not an episode that is adding the sort of value with some crazy story, but I think people do like to see, uh, you know, the blue book of the journey here. Like this is like an audit episode, right? So people do like to hear about the fact that some things are making us money. Like my YouTube has made $350 since last year. Now, again, that ain't much. A lot of people make that, you know, big time YouTubers make that in an hour for sure. But the key is, is, is talking about revenue streams that come and being direct to your consumer. All we can do is like try to try to go direct to our people. I, I have friends that got podcasts on Wondery, then they got fired. And it's like, ugh, you, what a, you've taken away the meaning of a podcast. You should never be on a podcast where you can be fired from it. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, I was just thinking I, that's probably... Uh, in this, that's probably the same amount of money that my Instagram has made me. Three hundred fifty bucks. You know, like pennies, really pennies, yeah. considering the amount of like effort that we put into YouTube and Instagram. Oh yeah, and again, the and don't get me wrong, we've made uh, you know a couple bucks in in other advertising ventures and this and that, and um and but but it all it all works together. It's almost like there's a dam, and these are tiny little pin punctures in the dam. So there's like just a tiny little leak happening with the YouTube, with the podcast, with my standup, all these little things. And you're just hoping that you just can blow them out of the way. And I feel like, honestly, I'm not saying this to make you feel any better because you've challenged me a lot in the last year to save. And I've, and I've been lucky enough to like figure some things out. I got a mint account, you know, my budgets and all this, and you know, things have been going okay, but, um, but uh, it's important to have that practicality, but fucking train like you are an Olympic athlete. Like I'm going up to the plate on every video I'm making and trying to hit it out of the fucking park. And some will and some won't. And some some of the most successful things I've done online required the least amount of effort. And that's fine too. But all, all we can try to do is build the skill. And the skill I'm trying to build is this storytelling. I like to do it. I showed you that clip today of the video I'm making and it was cool. It was the first 90 seconds of a video that I'm releasing tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, it's probably already out. Go to my YouTube and it's a stupid video. Now, now all of you know, uh, we are in the midst of the greatest civil rights movement of all time. That's what it is. The greatest civil rights movement of all time. And uh, we'll transition into this and then we'll get out of here because this will probably take us to the end. And the thing that is tough, there's nothing... We come from a place of privilege, right? We come from that privilege where we don't have to deal with a lot of the issues that are being addressed with the civil rights movement. But uh, because of that, I've kind of stayed in my own lane and not wanted to talk about any of it. Because why? What, what do we have to say about it? And that's what I mentioned yesterday, where like knowing when to be in the choir versus knowing when it's your solo. This isn't the time for me to have a solo, but it's not the time for me to be silent either. So we live in a place where, uh, you know, obviously like in the center of Los Angeles, we're seeing some crazy shit go down in good ways, more good than bad. The bad being the people that don't want change, the bad being the quote unquote, all lives matter. You know, and I think most people that, that are all lives matter people mean well, but they don't understand like this just isn't about you. So we decided to make a video 
uh, aware that it could come off as virtue signaling. And I think by just mentioning it, it, it hopefully deletes the virtue signaling. But if it does, that's fine. We just made a video where we went out to support some black lives, Matt, uh, some uh, black owned uh, restaurants and businesses. And uh, there's been a lot going around. We're like, if you want to support black owned businesses, here's a list. So we're like, well, let's actually do it. So we took the cameras with us and I'm not, you know, we, we won't even dive too deep into, into where we went, but we went to some fucking cool spots that we would have never gone to uh, a cupcake place in Inglewood called Southern does uh sudden lady sudden girl, girl dessert oh we had yeah. some great crazy cupcakes, cupcakes that tasha found <laughs> tasha's tasha is uh your your skill you if you could do this on the show alone you would win if you could have your yelp and just be able to find the place that has the food you've you've got a real gift for finding places with Yelp. I would always just go and like drive around and see a place but you 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 went on Yelp and found or maybe it was it was it was through this um article that was put together that had a whole bunch of probably 85 different black owned places to go visit in Los Angeles. And you found a, you found a farmer's market that made a cobbler, right? Custard. What'd she make? Well, I just figured see, I like to do a little digging. Like, yeah, there was this <laughs> list of 75 or hundred um, black owned businesses in Los Angeles. And I went through and picked out all the dessert places. And then I got on Yelp and I did research about all the dessert places because I wanted to know which places had gluten-free and vegan offerings because that's my preference. And um, I found this place, Cobbler Mania. Oh my God. And she's just a lady that makes these delicious vegan cobblers. All the cobblers are vegan and you can request gluten-free. So if you met I this lady like her uh, farmer's market schedule. Where boy, she, she looked it. like she made good cobblers oh, too. She makes amazing. So cobblers. we bought three and let me tell you. Yeah. So Cobbler Mania is her Instagram at Cobbler Mania. But I think the point to just to get back to what you were talking about in the beginning, like there's Ah, it's it's hard to do things the right way. No one knows what the right way is. We can all just try our best and and be forgiving when we make mistakes and be willing to like admit to our mistakes and learn and do the work. And you know, it's it's you're in a place where you want to amplify black voices and yeah, you don't want to be singing your solo when it's your job to be in the choir, but the choir also helps to make the solo sound better. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah, harmonies. And this is why the singing sounds so powerful is because the people in the choir are harmonizing and, and, you know, highlighting this beautiful soloist voice, right? So we want to use our position of privilege to be the choir, the, be the backup singers for the soloist. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's hard because black people, they have the most experience with this stuff, right? We don't know because we haven't been in their shoes how tough it is. We can imagine, we can do some research, we can watch videos, we can sign petitions, we can donate, but we'll never know exactly. But it is our responsibility to do all of the listening and learning and speaking that we can because it shouldn't fall on just their shoulders to have to educate white people about the injustice that black people still face in this country. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not about skirting they, the issue. They don't have the, the capacity to be arguing with all the ignorant white people online. It's our job to take that up and talk to our families and educate other people and lead by example, which I think is what we were really trying to do. Yeah. Oh no. When look, we I, went shopping at, you know, it's like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm taking the initiative. I'm putting my money where my mouth is because I know that like my dollar matters. I mean, think about it. you and I've been saying this for years. When I first became vegan over a decade ago, my reasoning was not really like animal rights. It was just that like, it was like a health thing. And I know that like the only way more and more grocery stores and restaurants start carrying vegan options or having vegan options on the menu is if I spend my dollars in vegan places or if I buy vegan products from the grocery, that signals to the people who own these businesses. Let the record oh, state people. that we are cooking ham in the slow cooker right now, but I understand. Right, your but point. there are people this is what the people want. And so we need to carry more of these products because more and more people are buying these items. And you and I, you know, we we don't like shopping at Walmart. We don't try and shop at Walmart. We will go there when we have to. We will go there when we need to get st stuff for soap. But like same with Amazon. We know if we can get this the thing at a local shop that it's much more 
it's it's better for the environment. It's better for America if we don't buy our shit on Amazon. Yeah. So we try and make our dollars matter. And we know and, that like supporting black businesses right now is one small, small, tiny thing that we can do. I would argue it's better than posting like a black square on your Instagram, you know, but it's, there's, but the thing there's is there's no different right way, ways. There's no wrong way. We're just doing how. And look, I don't expect we'll get, I don't expect to get any hate or anything from, from making this video, but I do think if it's worded, one of the problems with social media, one of the big problems is people are ready to confirm whatever their bias is. So a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of articles that are being, and I just hold, stay with me on this because this is going to be a little bit of a deeper thought here, but I'm seeing articles that are getting shared that are from four months ago. Like I saw an article about Bernie Sanders entering the race and it was being shared this week. And I open it and I go, this article is four months old. You have to be careful with the information you share, but people are so willing to pass along things by, because they only read the headline. So my only I issue saw a picture of like vandalism at like a veterans memorial or something. 2015. Front, it was like in Fort Worth, I think. And it was a, uh, in like a Palm beach MAGA group or something that somebody on my timeline shared. And uh, yeah, it was from 2016. But all the comments below, you know, hundreds of comments below, these thugs, blah, blah, blah. You're like, bro. People are just ready to where's fire. Where's your due diligence? Why did why did I have to be the person who does this research and comments that this right. is not, that this is wrong? But people will post anything that kind of like, you're right, like. Versus benefit of the doubt and, of, and all that. So yeah, so for me, it's just, it's a matter of coming up with a title that's not going to come across as being like, I got this. I saved everybody. No, it's just a simple act where me and my fiance went out, spent around a hundred bucks. Got we went to our favorite, one of our favorite places that's um, owned by a black lady and I believe a white lady. They co-own it. It's called Lay Sisters in Chatsworth, California. I it was two black ladies. It might be two. I thought it was. I thought the Alabama chick was white. I thought it was either either way. I, I honestly don't know. But um, it's one lady from Alabama and one lady from New Orleans, and they have like a New Orleans style Southern food. And let me tell you something. Spend oh, your money so there. Good. But we went there and had to wait you know, 70 minutes for our order, which is great. It means that they're busy and uh, they're ready to open back up. And um, we had to wait in a nice long line to get our um, coffee from Vanilla Black, which is a black owned uh, coffee place in Echo Park. And, uh, and that is awesome. And that's, and if that's the least we could do on that day, then that's the least we could do on that day. But I think by sharing, I think by sharing that video, it's kind of like, well, that's what I do. I, I, I try to make content and I try to get my message out there in a way that, you know, uh, you know, encourages other people to do what they can. Yeah, because it's simple because, you know, it, it, it'd be simple. But this but this is the thing that we've been talking about. It's like, does social media, social media led to the Arab Spring? It led to revolutions in other countries and it's leading to a revolution here. But it's also a place where unnecessary arguments happen and it's like well, it's, it's up to all of us a place where people spread a lot of disinformation you know social media has its flaws just as just as many if not more than its benefits and i think something that we miss like in society in this day and age is like a willingness to like reflect on those flaws and make amends and seek forgiveness and and give forgiveness and give redemption when people make mistakes you know it, it's a t social media can be super toxic yeah and I, I think we've got to give each other the benefit of the doubt that people have the best of intentions and sometimes they're wrong and you know there's and a lot of people that we are wrong and sometimes we need to we need to like look at ourselves and make a change and be willing to admit wrongdoing and be willing to put in the work to make ourselves better and make a change. It's kind of like how we talk about like you would net, like we would never talk to each other. If we, if we were strangers, we would be so polite to each other. You know, we're very polite for the most part to strangers. You meet somebody and, and, and having the mask on all the, all this time it kind of makes it hard because we're not like bare bone, eye to eye, cheek to cheek. It's showing teeth, which is important when you smile at somebody to show them your teeth. I mean, that it, it, you know, a, a good I've smile can go extra smiling so that people can see my eye wrinkles above my mask because showing eye wrinkles when you smile is like the difference between a sociopath smile and like a normal happy person yeah. smile. But you don't get that context. Like you've, you've seen me have like, uh, 
small levels of um, internet. Uh, you know, I, I've I've been the subject uh, in the past of having my words twisted around to to pretty much you know pretty much call me a rapist, a rape apologist. That's pretty much what it you know. I mean, they're being like people will twist your words into a place that can really make you look like a piece of shit slimeball. Luckily, you 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 know enough people in your community. They they kind of see you for who you are and and, and all that. But the the point well, of all this and is also why do we give credence to somebody who's who doesn't know us who's cherry picking like why are we giving them weight on yeah well we feel well because the worst thing you can do is ostracize someone in the community and that's what cancel culture does and it's just important for us all to know like the internet it uh only has existed for a very short time in the history of humanity. And before the internet, most people treated each other with a lot of respect. You respect them and, and you you treat someone as if you want to be treated. That rule doesn't necessarily apply to the internet, that golden rule. And it's important we bring that back into our lives because like I mentioned with this nice mantra I had today that like we, you guys, the law of attraction, I believe that we attract what it is we emit. And sometimes you don't realize how much hate and anger you're emitting. So it's all about like loving your stranger. I mean, it sounds so stupid, but um, I'm a magnet for what I need in my life. The abundance I seek is flowing smoothly to me. The love I want is aligning with me. If you have an issue in your life, and again, we apply this back to ourselves, so I'm not being preachy here, but if you have an issue in your life you don't like, you got to change within. So a lot of the quote unquote failures that Tasha and I have kind of ruminated on, we have to realize we got to start walking around with that big dick energy. Like we've already got the success that's out there because on a scale we do on a scale, we have that. And now it's about adding a couple decimal marks to that just, so, just so it can uh, be sustainable. But what you and I are worth is a lot more than uh, a couple unfollows. And it's about, um, reminding ourselves daily because it's a practice just like an affirmation that you're practicing these feelings you have to get that brain's muscle memory up to code so that you can walk around with big dick energy even if you're not getting the rewards from society on that day so anyway i'm going to be swinging that big dick energy um at sunrise tomorrow as i finish editing this youtube video so if you want to go check out that content the best way you can support me right now is going to that YouTube, subscribing to it, and leaving comments and watching the different videos that you like. That's the best thing you can do. Those, uh, you know, we've we've watched firsthand people's YouTubes go from no following to gaining tens of thousands of subscribers a day. It's all about getting in front of YouTube's algorithm. So all we can do is keep planting the seeds, Tasha Marie. We're planting the seeds. And before you know it, we'll be turning these little YouTube videos where we're, um, you know, sanding down the kitchen table and you'll have your own show on HGTV. You just keep uh, operating from a place of love. She's like, I don't want that. Keep operating from a place of love and it'll come. Um, the other way you can, uh, Support us if you have the means is our Patreon, patreon.com slash the sap. That's our private membership community, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. If you want to know what we have going on in the private membership community, Patreon doesn't have a like trial option and I wish they did. But if you want to hear some of the content we're creating for free, I'd be happy to Google drive it to you. I'll send you the link and you can listen to the last 20 or so episodes and tell us if it's something you want. If you're out there and you have plenty of time at work and you you want to, you know, hear some extra more personal stuff, we're over there. I do a ton of solo episodes. Basically, I basically do an episode a week. I do an episode a week. Sometimes I do them with Jonesy. We get together and read the weird news, sometimes by myself, sometimes is Tosh and myself on a road trip, but there's a ton of content. That's how you can support us. Right now, we have a 20 people that are out there. DJ is our newest. Uh, big shout out to DJ. And then there's so many people like Christian that have just supported us with friendly Venmo donations that are, it's so uh, unbelievably grateful for. It's it's those types of things. When I wake up and I see, oh, we have a new uh, $5 a month Patreon member in Iowa. I'm like, this is fucking... I didn't know we had somebody in Iowa. I got to now I got to go to the maps and look for Iowa. I don't know where that is. Where's Iowa? What is it? Is that Indiana? I don't know. And um, it, it truly means so much to us when we that we've been able to build that community. And like, like we said, we know that if we just keep sharing our truths, our honesty and um, and share the journey that we'll have some uh, we'll have some people that want to follow along for that. Um, anything you want to say? We're at the hour mark. No. Uh, apparently, Franny says you need to go make her some dance tic tacs i think she's got a girl crush on you Woo! Yeah. i'll have to learn so i have to 
learn some new dances. We didn't even talk, get into Fran, talk to Fran, uh, talk about her, uh, age gap in her relationship. So we're going to have to get into that. We should try to get a guest on in the near future that has a big age gap because that's a 30 plus year. That's a, that's double her age. Almost. That's wild. He's been involved in multiple civil rights movements. <laughs> like that's pretty crazy. So yeah, Franny, stay in touch with us and thank you so much for sharing your story. I really can't tell you, and I, I'm sure you understand, but I really can't express to you how much it means to us to hear from new people that have been listening. There are plenty of people out there. I know based on the download numbers that listen and some feel like they don't have the interesting story they need to share. They don't have to just let us know where you're listening from. Uh, write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. We just like to know who's out there because I can tell you what, you know, we've been basically uh, under house arrest for three months now. And when we hear that someone's out there listening, it feels like uh, Desmond from Lost when it, you find out you're not just uh, hanging out alone in the hatch. Was that a specific reference? Yes. Did three of you get it? I hope so. So uh, without further ado, Tasha's TikTok is at Tasha underscore Courtney. And she's at Tasha Courtney on Instagram. Go show her some love. Oh, thanks. I am at D Niels, D-N-E-A-L-Z, and you know our Instagram handle is at the dot sap. I'm trying so hard to keep this shit up, but it, it's, it's, it's a fucking full-time job putting this shit. I post TikToks to the, the sap story. The sap, the problem is, is the Instagram takes so long to upload. It ta- I have to like leave my phone on. Like I can't like just, wa- I have to like, I was doing the dishes the other day with my left thumb, just like touching my phone because Instagram wouldn't upload it unless I was actively using the, it's, it's so annoying. But anyway, we post the content on there. Plus we have all the clips as playlists on my YouTube. And, um, that following is up to hey, 2,133 people folks, as of the time of this. And, uh, and I appreciate every single one of them. I really do. And, and like I, like I've said before, We'll get out of here. But like I've said before, the only one, one of the main um, joys that I have that the podcast didn't blow up initially is that we get to have these conversations and answer the emails from people like Fran and people that are just out there and our Vicks and, and our Rainers and people that we get to see live and in the flesh. It, I, you know, I'm ready for, I'm ready for the expansion, but I think that you and I can both, cause we, I've got friends and people within the industry that are multimillionaires because their podcast uh, pushed out, you know, or had a New York Times review written about it, whatever it was, maybe it's just a better podcast, but they're multimillionaires and, they, and they've got their own success. But I'm grateful for the small but loyal group that we have. You know what I mean? Now share it with 5,000 of your friends. Uh, we got to get out of here. We good? We got yeah. ham. We got ham in the slow cooker. We're ready to go. So everyone have a fantastic week. Uh, go to the YouTube. And thanks again for all your support. Uh, this has been The Sap. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>